Welcome to the Three Podcasters. Join us to discuss our favorites on TV to YouTube. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Star Wars The Bad Batch. We just finished the first four, no, the first five episodes. We've watched each episode twice. We definitely will have some spoilers, but we're also not trying to be the uh, fat, you know, fast to the presses type podcast. We're going to just, we're just going to discuss it and what we thought about it. And so Star Wars The Bad Batch is an animated series, part of a spinoff. It's a sequel to and a spinoff to Star Wars yeah. The Clone Wars, where The Bad Batch was originally originally appeared, which we're going to go back and watch <laughs> that episode so we have the complete picture of what The Bad Batch is like. Um, and so casting characters, we got... D. Bradley Baker, starring as the Bad Batch, which makes sense since they're all clones. Yep. That is variations on the same voice. Yep. Um, the Bad Batch is a squad of elite clone trooper, also known as Clone Force 99, consisting of Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and Crosshair, and Echo. Although Echo is actually a regular clone who... Was damaged, damaged in some well, kind of injured in an in a in an explosion, explosion uh, with General Tarkin's connected some, some, which I bet if we go back and watch the Clone Wars, it'll actually probably tell yeah. us that storyline. Um, and then from that, from the Clone Wars, George Lucas wanted the Bad Batch to be a unique from other clones, special abilities like Clone Special Forces. Mm-hmm. And uh, but not superheroes. Yeah. And Baker also voices Cut Laquane. I'm gonna call it Laquane. L A W Q U A N E. Laquan Laquane, and Captain Rex. Someone will correct us. You know that's for sure. Um. So we also had Archie Panjabi as the Jedi Master in the. In the um, first episode, yeah, first episode, which was a series pilot. Yes. And Michelle Ang plays Omega, uh, a young female clone working as a medical assistant on the clone world, who is also with genetic deviant from the standard clone templates, and therefore has a kinship with the Bad Batch. So, do you want me to say now what what I think yeah. Omega's purposes in the storyline can i guess <laughs> you guess first yeah so, jonah by the name omega which is the greek letter o and also alpha and omega is the start and last and by omega being the letter omega the last i think she's the last clone or maybe like the modified clone yeah, she does. She does. Problem in is the last modified clone, and potentially like Boba Fett was mm-hmm. allowed to grow at a natural human pace. Mm-hmm. So, who do you think Omega is, Sybil? I 
do not have a big clue, but I agree with the fact that her name literally means end, therefore meaning end to something. Therefore, she she is the character we, we are following, the character that we are supposed to be, like, putting our heads in, because she's new to everything. She's only been on that one planet for her whole existence. We don't know how long that's been. Yeah. And so maybe... I mean, she appears to be, what, 10... 12, 12 years old, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So now you do the final bars. <laughs> so episode four kind of affects what I first thought. Mm. And my first thought was is that they would want to recover all of the clones because in episode two, right, we learned that the that. Django Fett's DNA is degrading. Two or three. One of those. Three. In episode three, we learn that Django Fett's DNA is degrading. And they need new DNA. Well, after watching it just one time, I didn't quite hear the... We need one. But it still seems very heavily that it's the Bad Batch that they're looking for. Yes. Which doesn't go along with Daddy's knowledge of sci-fi storylines, because typically the clone is presented as a degraded version of the DNA to begin with. So that, that the Bad Batch, you couldn't use a clone to create a brand new clone army. Um, but in this case, since these are all modified, maybe they're something different about their DNA. But we learn in 4 and 5 that the one they want is Omega. Yes. So my original thought, go back to what I was starting with, my original thought was Omega has a chip. And so she's actually a trap to eventually catch them and bring them back. Yeah. I mean, it did seem fairly obvious that the cloners wanted them to escape. Or at least the the medical lady who yeah lady the um, uh, Gwendolyn Yu's character Nala Say the scientist in charge of the cloning process wanted yes. them to get away and wanted her to get away with them which we don't they speak about danger but did you have the impression that Omega was in danger of anything nobody knew. She was the clone. fifth clone. It probably would have been figured out when someone realized, That's wait a, a minute, Echo is a Rex. Is a Rex. He's a Reg. Is a regular. He's a Reg. And that still could be how it plays out, how they catch them, is because she's operating independently because the chip's not engaged, but theoretically she has a chip too. But if Bobo Fett foreshadows Omega as a clone who doesn't have the uh, aging process incorporated, and I'm not, I don't remember from the movie now all, all of the stipulations, but it very well, it probably, well, one of the stipulations probably was the, the chip that... that Enabled Order 66. Mm -hmm. 
and by the way, they say, like, just blindly following without question is what the chip does. And that's, so they would be, like, the perfect soldiers. Yeah, and she definitely doesn't follow <laughs> anything. Not at all. Yeah. So was, we're going to follow in the Wikipedia entry for it. And I was hoping for an episode list. Mm. Ah, here we go. Mm. Well, no, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we have five episodes in Wikipedia. This is Aftermath, which is we see in Aftermath. It starts with. The aftermath that it starts with Order 66 being executed. Yeah. Yes. And we learn that the Bad Batch, like Rex and his team, were, well, Rex and his team find out about the chip. But they don't yeah. attack their Jedi. No. But he tells Cut about it. Maybe he just tells Cut, hey, we removed them. And you may want to remove this too in case. You may have just been out of range to, for it to affect you. In, or because you weren't with Jedi, it didn't affect you. Uh, whatever episode, uh, when he was creating the thing to see if the chips were active or not, like he was, because he just said it was a theory. He never said that it was a threat out. It was just a hypothesis, a theory. He never shut out said it was a fact. Yeah, I may have answered my own question. They had to get the verbal order 66 to start executing it. Yeah. And so that was on the military comm lines and cut, wouldn't have been on the comm lines. Yeah. So Plus, anybody who didn't hear it would not have been triggered to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we're working theory with the majority of the Bad Batch, other than Cross-Eye, was is that their chips were damaged. And his was slightly, because they, they do, when they augment it or, or boost it, they you know, notice that it's not as, as good. Yeah. So we started with Aftermath, then we have Cut and Run. And Replacements is Episode 3. Which is just the replacement part. And some of these are just typical type sci-fi storylines that yeah. you watch any Star Wars, Star Trek series or um, another one I think that came, actually what came immediately to mind was Firefly with the landing on the planet to fix the ship and something on the planet slowing it down and, and giving them grief. And then episode four was cornered, and that's where we meet the bounty hunter Phoenix Shand. I think that might. So you, who do you think that was? So in the uh, series, famous series, where Baby Yoda comes from, Grogu, uh, Mandalorian. There's uh, Boba Fett. He's stuck with uh, this other bounty hunter, which. Well, you said the name, but it has crossed my mind. Phoenix Shan? Yes. That's, is that her name in I that one, that too? I think that is the name, because that does ring a bell in my head. And she seems to be the same bounty hunter from 
from Mandalorian, which Mandalorian is like future future, like. Well, I'm thinking it's close to thirty years in the future, maybe further. Yeah. Um. Which the voice actor for that character played Mulan in the original animated movie. And she made an appearance in the live-action movie. Oh, yeah. So, at first, I thought the bounty hunter was, like, can be either a good guy or a bad guy. Because it was kind of like, kind of like, it's kind of like, you know when a person's being nice to you. And you don't know if they're being nice by generosity or something sinister. So I thought it could go either way, because at the first time we saw her, it, it was a hologram of Omega. Well, yep, yeah, that's, they they want Omega. And part of me thought, they want Omega alive. Although, you would not want in Star Wars to hurt a child, even one that is 50 years old. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't, they, they want her alive. Which is the big thing. They don't want her dead or alive. They want her alive. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how many other bounty hunters are out for her. We've only ever seen the one. It is. Okay, so Finnick, Finnick Shen is a fictional character. This is where we've been using Wikipedia to get our uh, information. Uh, is a fictional character in the Star Wars franchise, appears in Disney Plus television series, The Mandalorian, and The Bad Batch. Ah, so they are the exact same, well, maybe exact same character. And and expected in the upcoming The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. An elite mercenary and assassin, she was introduced in Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, of The Mandalorian, in which she is sought by the title character and another Mm -hmm. bounty hunter, Toro Calican, the latter of whom seemingly kills her. In Chapter 14, The Tragedy, it was established that Finnick was saved by the bounty hunter, Boba Fett, and had parts of her body replaced with cybernetics. She serves as Fett's new partner and assists him in his mission to recover his old armor from the Mandalorian, and later to rescue Grogu in order to honor an agreement made with the latter. Once this mission is completed, the two conquer Tantooine, and the remnants of the Hut cartels, which is we see that's the, on the out throne. credits. Yeah, and then you know, in the first episode aftermath, the uh, the Clone Wars, uh, like a banner appears, and then it slowly burns away, and then you get the Bad Batch. I love that because it was literally signifying that this is the end of the Clone Wars. It's gone, and now you have your Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I like the show because it's basically like the transition between Clone Wars and the Clone Warriors, and then the and then the Star Wars and the Stormtroopers. Yeah, we see that they start using conscripted Star Stormtroopers now. For what we think we know, mm-hmm. Stormtroopers started out as clones, then they become the constricted troops. And then in the last three movies, it, they're changelings. They're children who were yeah. abducted from their families and conditioned mentally 
to be stormtroopers, mm-hmm. which doesn't always didn't always take. So that was the, and that was a method used instead of the chip. Which, as we wondered, is that admiral, the new admiral, recently promoted by Gen- General Tarkin, uh, is he the father of General, the general from the Last Jedi? In backstory, it talks about him being the son of the of the man who makes the con, the mentally conditioned clone. Mm. I'm sorry, they're not clones. The the mentally conditioned stormtroopers. Yeah, this series is also a great way for them to enlist actual canon backstory for a lot of people who have questions like, wait, why did this happen? Wait, who is this? And why did they come out of nowhere? What is their backstory? This 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 show is the great way of like here's some answers. Yeah, and so here's a timeline for us now. The Bad Batch entry for her, a younger Finnick appears in the animated series Star Wars: The Bad Batch, with Ming Na Wen returning to voice the character, mm-hmm. set 28 years before The Mandalorian. 28. So it's not quite 30. I was thought originally 40, but then realized yeah, no, 20 gets you to a New Hope. Yes. And then... Therefore, that means Mandalorian's eight, future, eight years in the future of that one. Yeah, and then I think possibly is the Return of the Force is 20 years after the the, the Return of the Jedi. Um, we can all look that up for another episode of this. <laughs> yeah. We can, we, can, uh, we can do a whole episode on just timeline in general. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode so far? Uh, so I kind of, so it's kind of like episode four, cause it's basically at the end. Uh, what's her name? The one that makes them get the rock or whatever it is. Five, episode five. Omega. No. Oh, you mean the um, the guild. Bounty hunter, master. Yeah, let's just say go bounty hunter. Leader, however, I'm not sure what you call the bounty hunter boss. But yeah, let's just call it bounty hunter boss. And the bounty hunter boss gave them a job, so I like how they fulfilled that, and then, and then now they have an option for a job. Now they have yeah. a like option in career to get more credits if they need it in the future. And yeah, so and so it adds Sid. more to the yeah, and yeah. they add more to the story, like it add more option like Sid contact them and they're running yeah. low on money and like you know like that. Yeah, and well, but also you think I think we're given the connection to the Jedi to show that Sid may be a criminal, but she's not a bad guy. Yeah. Unlike the. Um, the port, the port boss. I mean, he doesn't appear to be government. Like, but the owner of the port they land in, which they just seem to do without getting permission or, or anything. I mean, it has, like I said, it has. It reminds me of Tatooine, but I don't. That wasn't Tatooine. Um, does it say where they? They're, oh, Ord Mantel. Is the name of the planet? 
that was Pandora. Pandora. That's the where the That's where they energy the, uh, attracted to the energy, right? Or no? Uh, no, it's no, no. That's where they meet Phoenix Sand. That's where they that's meet. That's Pandora. That's episode four. Episode four, cornered, and that's this because on um, Pantora we thought, oh, is this like a play on words, and it's gonna have something to do with Pandora and Pandora's box. Yeah. Not too directly, if it does. The only thing it really opened was the fact that Omega's being hunted. We don't know if that's the only bounty hunter that's hunting uh, yeah. Omega, but that Omega's being hunted. That's the only thing it really showed us in terms of opening something bad. Yeah. Well, it's like we have Phoenix Sand, we, you know, we now is, is 28 years younger than her character in The Mandalorian is... But she's already a fairly well established and and seems to be high, you know, yeah. high end bounty hunter that um, has already proven herself. Yeah, basically like that. Is why and why she was hired. She, now, oh, you know something that Sid said too is she was on direct commission. That it wasn't through the guild. There may not be a bounty out. Oh, okay. That that's what. That's the, the why direct keep... commission is is so that it's kept under wraps. Wait, so there's not a bounty out? Well, there's a a, a direct bounty. They the the um the um. Kaminoans are they called the Kamino? Kamin? It's Kamino. Kamino, yeah. Oh, that's her Australian accent. Kamino. Kamino, <laughs> Kaminoans. They, you know, they may have kept. Well, no, they would have kept it discreet. They wouldn't want it to get on the, the with the guild and be blasted out across the galaxy because then the Empire would find out about it. Yeah. And the Empire would, and General Tarkin would be like, "Why are you so interested in this?" Yeah. Child, who oh, he yeah, doesn't necessarily know, unless he re well, he probably did read the personnel files on the Bad Batch, and it just maybe didn't click that there were five, but that's not Echo. Yeah, Echo is literally a red herring. Where if you're looking for five altered clones, you've got crosshair, and you're not thinking about it, all the five altered clones are all out there. Yeah. And but we're given Echo's actual backstory, so we realize. Yeah. That there's another. Yeah. Well, that's the other. Is Omega a red herring? Probably not. Yeah. But there's five. We know there's five. But the fact that they're looking for just one to be the DNA source for their new clone trooper force 
she's she's definitely special that they focused in on her because they have crosshair. So you take the fact that they have crosshair, they have his DNA. You have they're they're not obviously going after any of the other three. Then she's special. She's mm -hmm. even more special. Yes. Ooh. Somehow. Yes. So speaking of Omega, I always had the thought on my head, like when she lost the head thingy, you know that headstone thingy. Well, she took yeah. it off. Yeah, she, she took it off. Lose it. To me, yeah. I think that might be like some kind of symbolic thing. It has nothing to do with it being like tracked because the lady that she followed around, the head of the uh, uh, cloning. Uh, process. She has one too, and I did not pay enough attention if any other people on uh, that on on the same species as her on that planet also had one. But it's more maybe like a traditional headdress from there. And yeah. And Omega seems to be wearing a uniform. Yes. Yeah. From there. Like a like her uniform does kind of remind me of Scrubs. Like she was the medical assistant, so that could be something. And that probably was part of the subterfuge, not necessarily just by the scientists, but maybe also by the director to de-emphasize her presence. Yeah. Is that oh, you you cloned an assistant, of course. You yeah. can make them special. You know, you you know, you would have somebody who would question any directions, and we don't see a lot of those people. You only uh, see yeah. a few. And and now she since she's not part of the medical group, I I'm thinking that she should like have like a at least like a bracelet or like a she has the com from she got the com link yeah because we kind of wanted to is she gonna get armor? Uh, but I would think that would only come into play is if they actually run into some child who's child former owner of some armor. Yeah. Or something in there, or they won't go that that far. And then we've seen in 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 the well, I think it was definitely in the the last two episodes, four and five, of Hunter taking his armor off in order to he, blend in. Yeah. And, and he had he had on civilian clothes yeah. uh, to go around towns. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it doesn't. Uh, doesn't um, Wrecker also have I think, that funny hat I think thing? They all have it. Echo has the weird costume that made him look like a clo uh, a not a, droid. a droid. Yeah. Yeah, he has a cybernetics on his head that probably replaces hearing. I don't remember. He doesn't have ears. He doesn't. No? It's over his ears, over so his it ears. would be where his ears are. It hmm. and the his reasoning by of not being or. Uh, not being affected by Order 66 is because his chip got blown out with it, whatever yeah. affected him in that. Yeah. His chip was damaged. Damaged or does not exist because it. Well, Wrecker complains about having a headache and he has not been complaining about a headache until after Order 66. Because they would have pointed that out. In the first episode, he was like, oh my god, I have a headache. Like, that would have been the first thing, or first couple things he said before Order 66. But no, he says it after Order 66, and they're starting to focus on it more. So maybe him having a headache, something, might have to do with the chips. 
or might have to do with something involving the chips. Yeah. So some interesting guest stars we felt that stood out right away when we heard their names. Freddie Prinze Jr., which for for the for the the um, Padawan, like what did you say? He sounds a little bit too old to be what is soon as like a preteen young adult. He sounds like he's twenty at least, or like or older twenties. In this case, like thirties and forties. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, Oh, uh, we got a little taste of Tom Kane as the narrator at the beginning of the pilot. Um, another one we oh, of course we recognize Ian McDermott as the Emperor, um, but we don't know if he'll show up more. He might just be more or holograms it, and it may yeah more not, or just that first time and that's it because mm. he was there where we needed him to be. Yes. Uh, for the story. Oh uh, yeah, I think the Bad Batch is more like an underdog thing. And also, and also speaking of the Bad Batch, I just have this weird feeling about Echo. It's just his form. It's like weird. Yeah. Well, he, someone like him shows up in something else under the Mm -hmm. Star Wars. It doesn't click in my mind immediately. And it may or may not be him or it's just, it's a common um, treatment for what happened to him in a, in a galaxy, there obviously is going to be more than one. Yeah. Um, well, someone else that you may not know, but it stands out to Well, you I mean, you all knew Ming Ne Win, um, recognized her, but Sid is Rhea Perlman, who's an actress, comedian going way back from. I think I first seen her in Cheers, and she was married for a while to Danny DeVito. So to wrap up, <laughs> right? We wrap up just for the week. Who's your favorite character so far? I can't make decisions. I can, and it will be Hunter. Hunter's Hunter. your favorite character? Yeah. Or Omega, because it's kind of like even, because they're kind of like both in my favorite zone they have they have a bigger bond out of everyone on the team yeah to me they have more development yeah Th- that's why on the episode repair they the only two that went out and so like they had more time together yeah and i kind of do like wrecker and omega's relationship because he's kind of like a big brother to omega because he's he's all he's got he is the one that had the stuffed animal that he gave to omega yeah. He's all like a big or uncle. Uncle. He's like a big teddy bear who can destroy chains. We don't know how far his his strength goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hunter definitely comes down as the like, father. Yeah, he gives off like because he's the, like the leader. Are, are, I would give them all uncle. Uncle. Uncles. Yeah. Wrecker more so. Or yeah. Uncle. Or or Wrecker's the fun uncle. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I like how how the tough guy image of some he's, characters in, in well tough strong tough people in some shows or movies always have like those soft he's cuddly tough, stuff he's a tough cuddly teddy bear yeah he has a tough cuddly teddy bear too yeah well yeah. it's more like a cat it's some kind it's of creature space cat 
Yeah, I think it relates to someone. Oh, um, remember on Rebels yes. on the planet with the rabbits? Yeah, that the one that uh, Ezra connects with. Yeah. With the force. The ice that. rabbits or yeah. something like that. Okay, so future episodes won't be limited to the Bad Batch. Our next episode might end up being Loki. Because we let some more of the Bad Batch air. Because I would say after five, we may be half. Yeah, Disney Plus. Halfway through. Disney Plus is sort of working on like. British television, where they have uh, less episodes, but more story in all of them. So they're kind of just cutting out, what is it, what are they called? Uh, cutting out... The filler episodes? Yeah, they're cutting out filler episodes. Because, well, they're getting them, they don't need to run for airtime and story. They've got the air money from description to Disney+, Plus, and the airtime is how many times you rewatch and play them. Yeah. So there's no need for filler. Okay. Yeah. So until the next time. Until Wait, next you haven't said what your favorite thing is. Oh, oh my favorite character? Yeah, I'd, I'd lean towards Hunter. The problem is, since I know it's the same actor now, they kind of blend together. Yes. But I I want to say, um, I haven't said mine, but I can't really choose. Omega, like I said, she's more of the person you're supposed to follow. Because Omega's new to this, and so are we. Well, as I said, Omega yeah. is kind of like his us. The main us. character, yeah. It, yeah it, 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 like in Doctor Who, it's the companion. Yes. It, they're us, the audience. Yeah. That's the person who's sitting into the audience, the, learning all the, the stuff that's going on. Where New to the environment. Yeah. And that's why I was, because kind of, you're supposed to lean towards more Omega anyways, because like, you're supposed to feel yourself in Omega as in this new environment. But I like I like all of them. <laughs> they were no, maybe Wrecker because he's like a soft big teddy mm-hmm. bear that could break chains. We do not know how strong he could be. He he beat up uh, the uh, who they were actually the fighting Rancor? in episode five. Yeah, yeah, the Rancor. He was able to to, to dominate the Mancor, Rancor. Yeah. Um, theory, so theories. I guess theories. So we already had my Omega theory that. She would have a chip, and that would help somehow them from capturing them. But we've seen in episode, I think, three, um, definitely four and five, that that's not going to be the case because it sounds like they're only hunting for her. Um, my other thing, I feel there's been, ep- there's been evidence foreshadowing that Crosshair will turn out to be a good guy and get pulled back. Mm-hmm. But... In episode three, right, where he commands the team of... I think it's three. Of, uh, of, uh, no, four. It's four. No, it's is not it? four. He doesn't appear in four or five, really. Four or five oh, is no, just I meant, like, them. Four of the episode three, no, no, I'm talking about which episode it's in. So episode three, he leads the team to go after Saw, Guerrero's people, and... It foreshadows the ruthlessness mm-hmm. of the stormtroopers that we learn about from A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, where you know the Jawas, once they looked for the droids and the droids weren't there, they just killed them all. Mm-hmm. And they went to what they found out. They went. They went to Uncle Owen and Luke's home and when they weren't there they just killed them 
and we see that in this episode, mm -hmm. which it's easy to prequel something when you already know where it's going, but it, <laughs> it definitely foreshadows that maybe Crosshair does stay as the commander of recruit training, and he's he ends up as the one who influences the stormtroopers to get you know basically to get rid of the guys who who think they're just soldiers and and not executioners and gets the people who will just do what they're told regardless of what it is so that's my theory is he may he he's he could it, it's it's can he could stay but i think we've seen evidence where it's the chip mm -hmm. like yeah. he is looking around the barracks room with the new his new team everything he's seen a little bit emotional about it a little mm -hmm. bit off put about everyone being gone and and we know it's emphasized several times now that they've amped up the chip yes they're monitoring amping it up the mantra orders are orders or and a good he, soldier he, follows good orders. soldier orders you know he does we don't have any experience with him without like, chip's influence mm -hmm. or without behaving that way yeah so that's your theory so my theory is yeah it's prop prop is we could see him come back by the end of the season or in the future when they find out how to remove the chips and they they kidnap him remove the chip and then we're either going to find out that he didn't need the chip or the chip was the folk the whole thing in the background but that could be what happens. They remove the chip, and it's still orders are orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a theory that includes Omega's um, mentor. Mm-hmm. And in, in that first episode, no, I think it's second episode. Yeah, I think in the second episode where they're trying to escape, and then Omega's mentor helps them escape. I'm thinking that cheese and that and that and also the risk that they might get taken by the Empire, that she's more important in in the storyline. Like mm -hmm. it could be like like I know like I'm not like directly saying any she's gonna do anything. I'm just saying that she's gonna be up to something later on in the series yeah yeah from the last two episodes you said crosshair was in any of those which means the last two episodes the currently four and five have been more focused on omega and the bad batch that's out there group and empire and crosshair just kind of off on the side yeah all right well that's well, it for episode one <laughs> episode one. Maybe da, da, da. Yeah, we got to get theme music <laughs> for the three podcasters. Maybe we'll see you next time. Listen. Hopefully. If you like, subscribe, follow, check, whatever the system lets you do. Yeah. Wait, are we done recording? You want to add something that's off the podcast? Uh, no. Do you want to add something to the podcast? Um, no. Sorry.
We're done. <laughs> okay, then, then we're done. Me.